Welcome to the Ideal Network Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts Darlene Sartori and Peter Mingles. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Ideal Network Radio Show link on buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. The short version of the word ideal in Ideal Network stands for I do everything around life, love, liberty, and laughter. And there's much more. Thanks for listening in and share this with the people that are most important to you. Now on to our show with Darlene Sartori and Peter Mingles. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. For all those people that are here listening to my voice, if you're a first-time listener or even an older listener, it is the day before Thanksgiving 2023. For those people that are keeping score and might be listening to this on maybe a replay that we might do, or if you're listening in and you go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash ideal, you'll be able to find all the previous radio shows that we've done. So just as I had alluded to, we do this radio show every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central side with a good friend of ours whose name is always Darlene Sartori. And Darlene uses this radio show to talk about whatever she wants to talk about. And um, sometimes we talk about stuff that's going on with the Chaplain's Course or the Ideal Network website or some of the stuff that's going on in her personal life or my personal life sometimes. Or sometimes we talk about things that might be happening in the interweb or the Internet or some of the stuff that might be happening with elections. So there's a whole bunch of stuff here. And I don't know what we're going to talk about today on Building Fortunes Radio, but it's the day before Thanksgiving, and I just want to say for everyone listening in, this will be our last radio show before Thanksgiving, and then tomorrow we'll we'll take off. Friday we'll be back, and that'll be our first days after Thanksgiving, and for all those people, we wish them a happy Thanksgiving, safe travels, all that sort of stuff. So thanks for being here on Darlene's radio show. Darlene, thanks for being here, as I mentioned. Thanks. Well, thank you, Peter, for hosting this uh on, we've been doing this for a long time, and yep. uh, in this, uh, it gets to the point of saying, okay, it's time for us to maybe review some of the things we've done, uh, and uh, that's kind of what I've done with the chaplain's course, is going back through saying, okay, what has been done um, that by other groups, by other people? Uh, with this idea of, remember, uh, we talk about the ideal network projects. And so this is what the dynamic is. It's all about if we were going to have an ideal universal society, what would be the elements that we would put together to have it? What are the shining example of what we could do? So the last couple of weeks I've uh, played some things of, giving you some ideas of some of the, the, the things that we call the fruits of the spirit. Um, what are the, the good dynamics that you would have uh, as part of your spiritual guidance, as part of your morality? What would you look for uh, that it would be, as the Arantia Papers talk about, truth, beauty, and goodness? Um, and so as I sat here this morning, um, I got up and um, I got up to a very cold house this morning. We have a wood burner. We heat with the wood. I love wood heat. Um, it's uh, we've got our house set up so that this very large house is heated by one wood burner. 
Uh, and it works with convection current. It's all about figuring out how to keep your doors and your vents and your floors and et cetera so that the convection. So we get um, a really wonderful feeling here in this warm wood burner. And uh, we mentioned something about this to start with, and you mentioned that you had a uh, wood burner too. So you know how wonderful it feels to wake up to a nice warm house well, this morning, I woke up to a very cold house. Uh, those who were supposed to be, who's, I have two guys that are staying in the lower level of the main house now uh, so that they don't have to live in the campers and use electricity to, to heat the campers. And so they're camping out in the lower level. To, and so the agreement was they were going to take care of um, the wood burner and take care of the wood in exchange for having a place to stay inside instead of into their campers. So, um, as you can tell, I wasn't a happy camper when I woke up this morning to an extremely cold house. So I'm thinking, okay, what's this got to do with truth, beauty, and goodness? How am I going to exchange this <clears throat> I'm not happy at all type attitude to being a positive and making a positive out of this. So that's what I did for a while was getting myself um, organized enough that I could have a warm house. Right now it's just a little bit too warm uh, because then they overdid it. <laughs> but um, John came up and and, uh, um, and loaded up the, brought in plenty of wood from outside so I make sure I've got plenty of wood in so I can do it and, um, you know, and these type of things. But these are the things that I'm finding that as I go through with the chaplain's course here is what do we address? How can we achieve some shifting on this planet away from these um, unexpected uh, events uh, when you're expecting one thing and it turns out to be something different? Um, and, you know, tomorrow being Thanksgiving, it's like, oh, wow, we have to be really thankful for all that we have. Well, then I look around and I see, well, what I know about what's going on in Israel. And I'm thinking, you know, how can the people there can be celebrating anything really being thankful? Well, they maybe are going to get some hostages released. Um, and so maybe that's going to be so happy. But where can we find the bits and pieces of happiness to go forward because unless we really are looking towards how to create a civilization that truly where you can be happy and things aren't getting in the way all the time, how do we go about doing that? And so that's where um, I encountered many years ago uh, a place uh, that is now known as it was known then as West Baden Springs in Indiana. And I've talked about this in the past. And so I want to bring this back up to bring it to the forefront because this is one of those of having a wonderful ideal uh, that was uh, looked at. And these, these springs, these sulfur springs, are uh, adding, um, actually the sulfur is an antibiotic. And it's, so it was one of our early ways that, um, you know, that the body was healed uh, before us even knowing about antibiotics and things like that. The, the wild animals would do the licks on the salt 
uh, that have this West Baden, uh, or that's in French Lick and West Baden area. Uh, and we learn a lot from watching the animal kingdoms. You know, um, we think of uh, wild animals out in the woods and, and how they get along and how they don't get along and how they kind of find their own places to live. And we human beings have really gone through many evolutional changes in our lifestyles throughout eons of time, whether it be 100,000 years ago, a million years ago, or last year. We are continually evolving. And that's one of the things that we as human beings have that animals don't have as much, I guess, choice, you could say, because that we look at things uh, from a perspective of what's in it for me. You know, what is going to benefit me? And when we do that, you say, well, that sounds kind of egotistical. No, because the question is, if you're thinking of what's good for you, what benefits you, it will also benefit other people because in order to get that what you desire to have, you need to give other people what they need. And, and so we, we come up with different types of mores or uh, cultures or different ways of looking at things from a very broad perspective of different um, people that are on the planet today. So of all the people that are on this planet today, how many cultures do we actually have that are actually working around truth, beauty, and goodness? What is it formed? What is it that makes a, um, a, uh, a family that works together and sticks together? And then what makes a family that's fractured and doesn't get along? So what are these two extremes that we deal with? And this is where looking at one of the areas that um, has been something that I've watched all my life uh, was a place that's known as the French Lick in West Baden, Indiana area. Um, and as a child, my, I grew up um, as a military brat, you know, but one of the things that my parents came back to southern Indiana and because they love this area because of the blackberries. And this is where my grandmother and grandfather, and they lived out in the country, and the coal mines had these stripper pits that they created and et cetera, and these wild blackberries would grow, and my dad would find out where all these different patches were. And we always made this wonderful gathering of blackberry season when we would come back to the United States, if we were overseas or wherever we were, they tried to be there. So the one thing that made us different from many places would have been the fact that we had a very high value on family. Um, my parents um, were very much uh, made sure that us kids always got to be able to visit with our grandparents and we got to know our grandparents very well. Now, they were our, my grandparents and my parents perfect. Well, you know, I kind of say in many ways, yeah, uh, because when I look around at other people, I'm so thankful. And this is what, to me, what Thanksgiving is all about, is finding places where you can appreciate being with family. And one of the places that uh, I've always appreciated going to 
was this area that is now known as the West Baden Springs Hotel area and the uh, French Lick Hotel and Potoka Lake. Now, Potoka Lake is a recent reservoir that was built, uh, and it is absolutely gorgeous the way they have really done this. They, the Corps of Engineers and those who are in, in part of creating that, it is absolutely gorgeous. And so when I want to get away from it all, that's where I go. So one of the things that is important, I think, for having a chaplain's course and a place where we can be able to escape from things is to have someone to talk to so that we can, if we're having a bad day or something's not going right, we can pick up a phone or we can go online or we can communicate with people and say, hey, I'm really having a tough day today. Um, can we talk for a while? Can we get my can we get my attitude squared away here? And so, where does this bring this back to? Is well, the master key system? Hmm. You see the full circle that I come back to is because there's some basic uh, components that we have that gives us a sound foundation. And with human beings, it's this fact of having consciousness and conscience. So there's two factors that we as human beings have that is maintained from an early age if we are fortunate enough to have a family that holds you accountable for what you do. If you do things that are good, you get complimented. Somebody expresses a, a thank you for doing things. But if you do something that isn't appropriate, you get chastised. So you kind of learn the mores, the culture that you live in. It's not acceptable to do harm to someone else. It's not acceptable to do harm to yourself. So as we begin to look at this dynamic of Thanksgiving, what is that all about? You know, well, what's our history of why they gave Thanksgiving for getting through the rough time? You know, if they hadn't have had um, the Native Americans helping them, the colonists would have never made it through the many years that they did as they were living how to, learning how to live in this wilderness that was the North American continent. But the Native Americans had lived here for many years. And so they helped each other uh, in many ways. And then suddenly they became enemies. Somebody kind of got in the way of saying, wow, the colonists are getting too independent from us in England. And, you know, so you know the whole story there. So I don't have to go through that. But then how did we go from being okay to being suddenly not okay. Uh, and these are the things that if we don't have a value system to fall back on, we are going to be uh, always having this ups and downs. And maybe even though we have a value system, we may still have some ups and downs, but we can do like I did this morning. I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. It may have been cold in the house. It was uncomfortable, but it's fixable. And you get a hold of the people that can help you to bring it up to and make the, the house warm again and maybe even a little bit too warm right now. So all i got to do is open a door 
and let that cool air in and cool down the house if I need to. So there are solutions if we just stop and think for a moment, what can I do to make the environment around me more stable, more secure, more healthy? How can we make a situation where it's easier? And Peter mentioned something to me that I thought haven't really thought about is buying your food and having it prepared, and all you got to do is go pick it up and bring it home instead of the hours that we spend and invest in doing all the prep work. But I'm thinking, okay, would I really, ah, would I, would I, would I really miss not having all the work to do? Well, guess what? Right now I don't have to do as much because I have a young, my youngest daughter and her kiddos get together and, uh, and fix uh, Thanksgiving dinner at their home now so I don't have to do all the work. So, you know, I've gotten a step away from it, from having to do all the work to having somebody else in the family doing it and sharing their home. And then we have all this wonderful time that we sit around and catch up with the last year what's been going on. Now, one time uh, we used to get together on uh, once a month for birthday celebrations. We're going to try to get back to doing that this, this coming year uh, because uh, we've had several of the great-grandkids that say, gee, Mom talks about or Dad talks about these times when y'all get together out here every month and we miss doing We'd like to do that. Or they say, I'll miss doing that because the older kids will say, so I'm beginning to hear my grandkids and now some of the great-grandkids. When Grandpa was around, they all loved to come out here because Grandpa would be on the tractor with them and helping them do stuff like that. Well, Grandma doesn't do that kind of stuff anymore, but she does the riding mower. So they come out and they'll help out to do some things out here. So it's all about planting the love of your family in some way where you can celebrate at least once in a while celebrating the fact that you are bloodly related or adopted related or in some way working together in a way that creates truth, beauty, and goodness. So, um, Peter, I don't know if you have anything you want to say on this wonderful day before Thanksgiving because I am extremely grateful, although I can say I'm very honest about saying there are times when I'm not too grateful about the situation or whatever. I'm not too grateful at all about what's going on in Israel, but there is some hope there. Um, Maybe they will eventually learn how to get together. It's been thousands of years, but we can still hope (laughs) that somehow they'll get rid of the hatred and be able to start caring about each other as human beings. So do you have any thoughts or anything you'd like to share? Well, um, sure. There's um, lots of things that I think perspective is everything or almost everything, and there's lots of people that are, um, I guess it's human nature to complain. So no matter where they are, they have a lot of money, they complain. They have a little bit of money, they complain. They have, you know, a great life. There's something that's, you know, they get a scratch on their Rolls Royce and their day is is messed up, you know, or, you know, maybe their their event isn't perfect and they're looking for perfection and it kind of messes them up. So I think it's human nature for some people to complain about everything. But um, in today's world where I don't know how many people are on the planet. They tell us like over 7 billion. 
but I think it's pretty safe to say there's probably five or six billion people that would take your place in a heartbeat, literally. Like the majority of the people alive today, and when I say you are, I mean everybody that's listening in. So there's a majority of the people on the planet that would take your place in a heartbeat. Your place would be as close to heaven on earth as they can possibly get to. Um, because where they are, it's not like that at all. Um, you know, I always, I'm always, every day, I think about that. So every day is Thanksgiving Day for me, and I don't mean that in a cliched way. I'm talking about that's my mindset. I'm always thankful for everything that I have and um, thankful for the problems, thankful for the challenges. Now let's talk about Thanksgiving Day. Like if, if you're uh, my mom, I'm using like my mom as an example. I remember when we were growing up, you know, we used to go to my grandma's house, and uh, everybody used to have a big thing and, you know, lots of food. I mean, lots of food. It was Italian, so there's lots of food, lasagna. Like, we had enough stuff before turkey to be able to feed an army. You know, there's this, and then there was the lasagna saying, there's more, and then there's the turkey, and then there's the more, and then there's more, and there's more. I mean, it could be a whole-day event. And, you know, somebody made that. You know, somebody made that. They may not have made the cannolis, but they made the turkey, and they made the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and everything else, and people brought. And it was a great thing. Like, it was a great thing. The event was wonderful. Well, (laughs) I've learned that. You don't need the whole event to get the same effect of the event. So my mom used to send, when, when my grandma died, my mom used to take over the stuff, and she used to still do the making lasagna and then freezing it and then, you know, all that sort of stuff. So she'd be cooking for like a week or two and the pies and the cookies and whatever else and all that sort of stuff, and they're like, wow, that's still a lot. But she kind of delegated the turkey making to the bakery. We had a bakery in Lindenhurst, New York, which is not there anymore. It was part of the pandemic that closed down. But she used to be able to take two turkeys, send it to the bakery, and we'd pick up the two turkeys. And that was one less thing that she'd have to worry about. So you can still have a great event, but you don't have to do the whole thing unless you just want to. And, you know, it's a lot of work. Well, in my house, I'm not talking about my house, my wife took it to the next level, which is she's having the whole thing, you know, catered in, I'm going to say. It's not like catered in. After we're done with this radio show, I'm jumping in the shower and getting over to Publix, which is a um, grocery store, to go to the deli section, I think it is, or the bakery section. must be the bakery section. And we're going to pick up everything. So she basically bought the whole meal, you know, the whole thing, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, everything comes inside. It's almost like you went through a Kentucky Fried Chicken drive through It's just a Kentucky Fried Turkey drive through kind of thing. And... <laughs> We're still going to – I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, I don't really care. Like, you know, you girls always did the cooking and all that sort of stuff. I don't care that you kind of like whatever. And by the way, it's really good too. It's not like it's like bad. It's like home-cooked meals. It's really, really, really good. So we'll still do some stuff with baking because I think the house smells better when you do that stuff. So I'm going to grab my granddaughter. We're going to make some cookies. But I kind of I don't mind that parts of it were outsourced. So it makes it a lot less stressful and all a whole bunch of stuff. And probably it's almost as expensive or less expensive. I don't know as far as the price, but the difference in price isn't really that, 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 that bad relative to whatever. So 
Um, I don't know how many people have ever done that. In the Italian family I grew up in, they would be rolling over. My poor grandfather, he's probably rolling over in his grave. Or he's saying, yeah, Gramps, go do it. You know, go do it. <laughs> or my grandmother's probably saying, I wish that was available when I was around. We'd certainly have done it that way. So I don't know. But it's just kind of neat um, that, you know, things things change. Like, who moved my cheese? So things change. You can adapt to the changes. But the most important thing is, we're always grateful, and no matter where it is, there's a lot of families in a lot of different countries that we can talk about, whether it's Israel or, you know, the Gaza Strip or whether it's Ukraine or Russia or other sections of the Middle East or Africa or even parts over here in the United States. There's a lot of places that, would, that really would love to be able to enjoy the benefits that we take for granted every day that some of us, the, the vast minority of us, don't take for granted every day but i just want to kind of put that back into perspective so darlene that's it so over just like a, a cold stove in the morning like a cold house rather you can appreciate you know somebody being mindful enough to make sure the fire doesn't go down and that's just all a mindset i think that's just all right. a mindset so back so back to you right it, it is it is a mindset it is an attitude and and one of the things that i I guess pride myself on in many ways is I do seem to have an inbuilt gratitude, attitude of gratitude. And so for no matter how bad it gets, I can find out there's got to be a better way to look at this. I can be able to say that this is the current best as can get ever better, just as the current worst can get ever better. So we have to learn how to say, as you said, having that perspective, having that ability to make choices, have that ability to say, I can do this. I can get through this. Whoa, take a couple deep breaths, and uh, let's get back to the attitude of gratitude. And um, that's where we're at. So whatever happens tomorrow for Thanksgiving or wherever you happen to be, when you happen to hear this, just think about families. Just think about what it's really all about as far as what can we do to make the current best ever better and keep the current best, not even getting it ever better. We can at least keep the best as it is now. So looking at that positive middle attitude. So I was going to talk more about the master key system and the affiliate programs that we put together as part of the chaplain's course for people to say, I want to be a chaplain, but I'm not sure if I want to charge for it. What are some of the ways that I can offer my services uh, without having to actually work with a church or a project where it is going, I'm going to have to charge for it. How can I do this um, bartering ways? How can I do this in a better way? So we're going to be talking more about how chaplains, those who want to take four years and get themselves a, a degree in being a whole life chaplain, how do you go about doing it affordably? So you're not going to have thousands and thousands of dollars of debt to get that degree. So that's what we're going to be talking about is how do you take and move it from one area of your life into doing something else, either part-time to start with or full-time. So we're going to be moving more and more into how to be able to move into doing this ideal of having enough chaplains on the planet 
so that if somebody needs uh, some counseling or some uh, redirection, that they've got somebody at uh, within a phone call away or an internet site away where we can actually be able to help each other with this creating a better life that we can all live and hopefully making it an ideal universal society. In other words, it's not just here on this planet, but all around the planet. It's just as envisioned in Star Trek. So I will say, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, 812-664-7419. Again, 812-664-7419. And we are working on the Ideal Ads Network, I-D-E-A-L, and then Ads, A-D-S, Network, N-E-T-W-O-R-K, slow down, <laughs> dot com, and uh, dot org and dot net. We'll all get you on that same site, so it's redirected to that. So if you have a, a, a need an ad that you'd like to have posted, just contact me, and we're working on doing that right now. We're working on the Urantia categories right now, so if you know anybody that's in the Urantia Society working on a project, let us know if you have another category you want added. Let us know it's your, it's your system that we're putting together so we can communicate with those who truly are working for an ideal society. So back to you. Looks like our time's up. Our time is up. So thanks, everybody, for being here. We're going to catch everybody next week. And if you go back to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash ideal, you'll catch the Ideal Network there. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks, Darlene. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. You've been listening to the Ideal Network Radio Show on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website to hear more statements with Darlene Sartori and Peter Mingle. Darlene encourages everyone to join the Ideal Network so you can say, I live the ideal life, where I do everything around life, love, liberty, and laughter. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Darlene, Peter, and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to spread the word. Tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.